Well, with a lot of joy in our hearts here in Victory Church, we are about to start our Bible study of this evening. I am Gian, the pastor for Victory Church, and with me a great group of friends. To my right, our brother Al Serrano. How are you doing? Good. Good. <laughs> Charlie Ray, how are you doing? Pretty good. Excellent. Miss Gloria, how are you tonight? Good. Thank you. Miss Penny? Penny in the corner. Good. You feeling good? We can't good? hear you, Sadie. I'm good. <laughs> How are you doing today, Miss Deborah? Good. Excellent. And I'm going to allow my wife to give uh, the welcome to somebody special to us tonight. So she has the privilege to introduce him. Go. This is my little boy, Zachy. Oh, God. This is Zach. <laughs> All the way from East Texas. Mm -hmm. All right. Welcome to come to Victory Church. That's good to have you here. Yeah. And you're back in business now. That's good, Tracy. I'm getting there. You're getting there. That's good. We have a beautiful time and a lot of laughter, delicious dinner. So thank you so much, Miss Penny, for cooking. That was awesome. Everybody clap. Okay. <laughs> and the best part was the dessert. That was thank you. <laughs> that was good. Thank you so much. All right. Tonight we are going to start a study Genesis 24 from verse 34 through 61. It's a long reading. Thank you. <laughs> September 18, 2018. The title of this lesson is This is what the Lord wants. So we are reading in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay. The servant said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has greatly blessed my master in everything. My master has become a great man. The Lord has given him many flocks of sheep and herds of cattle. He has much silver and gold and many servants. He has many camels and donkeys. Sarah was my master's wife. When she was very old, she gave birth to a son, and my master had has given everything he owns to that son. My master forced me to make me a promise to him. He said to me, You must allow my son not allow my son to marry a girl from Canaan. We live among these people, but I don't want him to marry one of the Canaanite girls. So you you must promise to go to my father's country, go to my family and choose a wife for my son. I said to my master, maybe the woman will not come back to this place with me. But my master said to me, I serve the Lord and he will send his angel with you and help you. You will find a wife for my son among my people there. But if you go to my father's country and they refuse to give you a wife for my son, you will be free from this promise. Verse 42, today I came to this well and said, Lord, God of my master Abraham, please make my trip successful. I will stand by this well and wait for a young woman to come to get water. Then I will say, please give me water from your jar to drink. The right woman will answer in a way, in a special way. She will say, drink this water and I will also get water for your camels. That way I will know that she is the one the Lord has chosen for my master's son. Before I finished praying, Rebecca came out to the well to get water. She had her water jar on her shoulder as she went to get water from the well. I asked her to give me some water. She quickly lowered the jar from her shoulder and poured me some water. Then she said, drink this and I'll get some water for your camels. So I drank the water and she 
gave water to my camels. Then I asked her, Who is your father? She answered, My father is Bethuel, the son of Milcah and Nahor. Then I gave her the ring and bracelets for her arms. I bowed my head and worshipped the Lord. I praised the Lord, the God of my master Abraham. I thanked him for leading me straight to the granddaughter of my master's brother. Now tell me, will you be kind and loyal to my master and give him your daughter? Or will you refuse to give her to him? Tell me so that I will know, so that I will know what I should do. Then Laban and Bethuel answered, We see that this is from the Lord, so there is nothing we can say to change it. Here is Rebekah. Take her and go. Let her, let her marry your master's son. This is what the Lord wants. When Abraham's servant heard this, he bowed to the ground before the Lord. Then he gave Rebekah the gifts he brought. He gave her beautiful clothes and gold and silver jewelry. He also gave expensive gifts to her mother and brother. Then he and his men had something to eat and drink, and they spent the night there. Early the next morning they got up, and the servant said, Now we must go back to my master. Rebecca's mother and her brother said, Let Rebecca stay with us for a short time. Let her stay with us ten days. After that she can go. But the servant said to them, don't make me wait. The Lord has made my trip successful. Now let me go back to my master. Rebecca's brother and mother said, We will call Rebecca and ask her what she wants to do. They called her and asked her, Do you want to go with this man now? Rebecca said, Yes, I will go. So they allowed Rebecca to go with Abraham's servant and his men. Her nurse also went with them. While Rebecca was leaving, they said to her, Our sister, may you be the mother of millions of people, and may your descendants defeat their enemies and take their cities. Then Rebekah and her nurse got on the camels and followed the servant and his men. So the servant took Rebekah and left. Thank you. That was a long reading. <laughs> All right. Do you remember the name of the servant? Eliezer. Eliezer. Very, very good. Eliezer. So... We already read this last week, you remember? We know about these facts, and we found something special about her character, Rebecca's character. She was very... Good at business. Yes. <laughs> ready to service, ready to help. You remember? It was very nice. But there was something special about her brother. Do you remember what, what happened before he said, Oh, we have some room for you special. Yeah, he he saw Eliezer put the bracelets and ring on her, and immediately he ran out there and said, "We have a room made for you. You can come in and rest in here." Y'all <laughs> take care of the panels too. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. So you remember that part. And I had never thought of that until he brought that up last week. It's true. It's very interesting how this brother reacted, right? And, you know, there are I mean, people... they're human. I mean, yeah. Oh, they've got lots of stuff. Sure, come on in. Right. And he so, wasn't wrong. Look at all this stuff that they got. Yeah. <laughs> nice little grab bag right there. Absolutely. A lot of stuff. Right. Today we are going to study parts of this um, passage. The first thing that I want to share with you is in verse 45. Eliezer testifies about the Lord answering his prayer. And remember that the spiritual person here was Abraham, was not necessarily, necessarily Eliezer, right? Mm -hmm. But he saw Abraham prayer, praying all the time. 
And again, remember this, guys. When we are praying in public, when people that work with us, they hear us praying, somehow that is going to become an influence. I don't know if you, if you can picture yourself years ago watching somebody praying or listening to somebody praying or going to church and, and you thought, oh, that's strange. I don't think I would do that. <laughs> but we, we received that influence and eventually now we do it. And that is going to happen in the future with anybody that is near us. Because we are used to say thanks to the Lord, you know, probably in, in the workplace without us thinking we can say something like, well, thanks to the Lord, this is happening. Mm -hmm. And they just, wow. That is exactly the case here with Eliezer. He learned that and uh, he testifies, you know, my prayer was answered and the Lord was good there. In verse 48, then Eliezer give, gives praises to the Lord. That is other point important. Okay. One thing, guys, is that we pray. And we pray all the time, correct? We ask the Lord, help me with this, help me with that. But the other important thing is to praise His name. Is to exalt His name and say good things to Him about how wonderful He is. Eliezer did that. Now, we are going to, to review something interesting in verse 50. And I want us to go there and read that verse. Who wants to read that verse 50? Other than Tracy. Then Laban and Bethuel answered, We see that this is from the Lord, so there is nothing we can say to change it. Here's Rebecca. All right. <laughs> just had to add that. All right. So there is a brother and a father answering. The question is why Laban or Laban said that? He was the brother. Mm -hmm. The man of the... Who was the person in authority in the family? The man. The, the man. father. Father. Right? The twelve. But why do you think Laban said what he said? Why he joined in that expression his father saying, well, this is the Lord's will. Why do you think? He wanted more stuff. Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. What else do you think? Think about the context, okay? There is a girl, there is a father and a brother. Why the brother has to join a declaration of this kind? He didn't have to. He didn't have to. But, but why he wanted he to. He wanted to give the impression to Eliezer that he was some kind of authority figure. Right. That's what I was going to say. Exactly. He was put on a front. Exactly. He's like, yeah. It's the Lord's decision. She she can go, like, and the dad's probably going. Exactly. <laughs> so you see, you see, it's interesting because in the future, later in in other ch chapters ahead of us, we will see more about Laban. Uh huh. But He's I want a you. Shady. Uh -huh. Exactly. He, he becomes very shady. Oh, he is. On the next shady. generation. But the first thing is he saw how much gifts, how many gifts, all the money that Rebecca was receiving. Then he offered a room in the house, right? Now he is trying to look like he has some authority in that family. What, what a bad thing, right? That is interesting. Verse 51. Is it true that this was the Lord's will? That's the question. Who wants to read verse 51? 
There is Rebecca. Take her and go. Let her marry your master's son. This is what the Lord wants. Thank you, sir. So is this really what the Lord wants? What do you think? Mm -hmm. I guess. I mean, there was the sign. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be so quick to just let my sister go with some stranger I just met. But, I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it depends culture on how much you different. believe. It, yeah, culture it? was different, too, though. Right. Yeah. All right. So we, we will talk about signs. Because that is... Yeah, and about how old do you think Miss um, Rebecca was? Well... I would say, at this point, Isaac is near 30, so she should be probably in her 20s. Oh, okay. So she wasn't young yet. 20s? Probably. But she was like 13 or something. Oh, that's Mary. <laughs> <laughs> that was Mary. Well, I'm not totally sure right now to answer yeah. accurately that question. But well, she if she's was in young. her 20s, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal, but still. And if well, they, were, they were related, too. I thought a woman in her 20s. Would be old. At that time, yeah. It was old. Way old. What was her married. problem that nobody wanted to? <laughs> because she was set aside by God to marry Isaac. So what did he just kill off everybody that was came near or something? I'm just okay. saying, if she was that old, something must have been. No, she weird wasn't. About she that. wasn't. No, old, she really. was very beautiful. She was young. Okay, here is the question, guys. How can we tell in any situation that we are involved? How can we tell this is the Lord's will? To so had to pray about it, mm. and he didn't. Okay, this is what I want you to think. There was an assignment given by Abraham to Eliezer. Mm -hmm. Eliezer received the revelation how he will know about the right girl, right? Because he said, if I say this and she says that, that's a sign to me that she's the right one. And Correct. that's exactly what happened. And that right. was exactly what happened. I'm talking about from Leb Ban's point of view, because he's the one who said, take uh, it, let's go. That's why I'm assuming you're asking the question. From his point of view, Leban's, in general, how did in general, okay. in general, is this the Lord's will? How do will? you know? If how do we know? If because, for real. instance, let's say somebody, let's talk about uh, <coughs> employment. Somebody wants to change uh, uh, jobs going from one company to other or somebody has an offer to to relocate and going to another city whatever whatever the case may be how do we know that is the lord's will here we have an example that we can receive from god specifics that when those things happen it's a sign you gotta have patience well, it's true. It's true. But I want you to, I, I want to encourage you that whenever you have doubts, it's okay to ask the Lord, 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 give me a sign. I want to make sure that this is exactly your will. You mm -hmm. can ask the Lord for that. Yeah. There is nothing wrong. You don't need to go day, every single day, give me a sign for this, give me a sign for that. Uh, no, give me just... a sign if I have to work today. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> of course okay. not, right? Some I, important stuff, you do need signs, yes. and then some things, you just know that you know that you know by the Holy Spirit talking to you. Right. I know this is God's will. I just know it is. Is there anybody here that has a testimony about something that you prayed one day, you said, Lord, if this happens, this is your will. Anyone here that would like to share a testimony about it? Yeah, I would say it. Okay. Every, every day of paramedic school. 
I'm going to get through the next test. It was pretty much like, hey, this is your will. I'll get through it. Because there was days that I thought I was going to get through it. So That's very good. Yeah. That's very good. Success and something that we do, we can tell if this is your will, it's going to happen. And I can see the, the outcome, the results. That's, that's a good example, Zach. Mm -hmm. Great, great point. So you see what we are saying here is that there, that is exactly the reason why the Lord is who He is. He lives in the supernatural, and we need to learn to live in the supernatural. Right. Now, we live in the era of technology, right? Phones, apps, logic. I want results. So we are very practical, right? But we believers cannot live only based on that. We need to believe in miracles. How the Lord will manifest His glory and power in our lives in a supernatural way. And that can happen to you. I, it has to happen. You know, I, I want to share a testimony of something that very special that happened to one of my friends. She was debating that day if she needed to continue serving the Lord singing in her church. She was driving. And while she was driving, she saw something in the sky. And the Lord said to her, Do you want me to say this? Please go ahead. Um, I was driving from Dallas about an hour and a half to church on a Wednesday night and Church started at seven, and, I, and I'd already found out there nobody was going to be there. It was just going to be me and my guitar. And I, of course, I'd I'd been there for thirty something years, and I said, "No, I am not doing this." I, and I could just I could just feel God talking to me. I said, "Well, then, show me a sign." And I kid you not, <laughs> I looked up in the sky, and the clouds just split like the sea did, straight line and split. And then I heard him tell me, okay, you either go to the left or you're going to go to the right. Which is it going to be? Are you going to follow me or are you going to do what you want to do? I'll do what you want to do. Then you go to church. I did. and I, I wanted to be at church, but I didn't want to be up on stage again because back then it was always just me on my guitar because we didn't have very many people on a Wednesday night or uh, we didn't have a good... Praise and worship team at you the time. asked the Lord, Lord, show, show me, me something. I need, to, just, I need something. And, and that is it what was I immediate. am. immediate. This is what I am saying to you guys. You knew the friend? Me. <laughs> All right. This is what I am saying to you. If you if you are in the midst of certain important decisions, you can ask the Lord, Lord, I need a sign. I need confirmation. Should yeah. I do this or not? And when I said I need a sign, what kind of sign could I have come up with? Right. What a bird drop flies over me, but when you look up and oh my gosh, that's a sign. I'm not saying we need to make this, our decisions no. all the time based no. on signs. No, but I'm saying there are occasions, guys, where it's just you can logically cannot come to any conclusion. You doubt and you don't know. But let me share something personal with you. You know that every Sunday I deliver a message to the church. Well, those messages are not my messages. Because if I am speaking here what I think, that this will not be a church of God. <laughs> right? 
So I had to wait on the Lord for the right message. And there are weeks, you will not believe this, but there are weeks that I am praying every single day. And sometimes it is Thursday. And I am still waiting for the message. <laughs> and that makes me so nervous. And I pray, Lord, please reveal to me what is the message for this Sunday. <laughs> and because I don't want to speak what I want to speak. Right. I want to speak what He wants me to speak. <laughs> that was a sign. And I shared this personal thing with you because, first of all, I want you to know that not just you. Uh, it's not me speaking all. here. Of course, it's my voice, it's my persona standing in front of you on Sundays. But those must be messages coming from Him, from the Lord, to each one of us. And precisely because it's so delicate, I cannot just invent or create whatever I think. I have to wait and listen to His voice. And there are occasions when I hear his voice so clear about the title of the message, what is what he wants me to speak. But there are other occasions that I have trouble to understand exactly what he wants me to say. And then is when I ask him a sign. And I say, Lord, are you asking me to, are you telling me, not asking me, are you telling me to speak about this topic? Give me a scripture. Show me something that confirms that this is what you want me to speak. And it happens. So that, that happens to me in my activities, in my life, right? In what I do. And, and how many times upon that, that you have had several messages and you and I have not communicated about the music. And how many times That's true. the songs have been identical to your message. Right. Or there's been a message one time recently, I can't remember what it was. In the lyrics of the song. No, well, and I looked at the, the um, our daily... Um, oh, yes, the daily devotion. Daily devotion, right. little booklet on the table. It was exactly what he was talking Correct. about on that Sunday. Correct. So my, my encouragement to you guys is this. Sometimes if you don't have the answer, wait on the Lord. Ask Him to reveal to you, Lord, what is exactly what you want me to do? Give me a sign. Confirm if this is what you want me to do. And you, you can see that because it happened in the Old Testament, New Testament, and it's still today. All right? So, next thing. Verse 58. Verse 58. Who wants to read that? 58? Please. Mm -hmm. They called her and asked her, Do you want to go with this man now? Oh, Rebecca said, Yes, I will go. Boom. Because whenever you come to that conclusion that is the Lord, is His will, okay, you just do it. You don't need to, to hesitate anymore. You just feel comfortable. And you say, Yeah, this is the right this is the right thing to do. This is the right thing to do. When you know that what you have, what what you are listening is God's will for you, and you are certain about it, like Nike says, right? Just do, Just it. do it. 
But how did she know that? That's what I don't. That's what I don't wrap my head around. How did she? She didn't pray. She didn't know. Well, how did how you, know you know that? Know? It doesn't say anything. Okay. Well, that doesn't mean she didn't. Well, that maybe aliens told her. It doesn't say that either. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, have you never that, have right? you never had a knowing in your heart? I wouldn't know not to go with that dude. That seems kind of weird. Like, and my heart would tell me, don't do that. That's kind of well scary. She's a girl, right? And most girls have the dream that we'll marry a prince one day. She was longing for that. And then this man shows up, and then she does this. And, and she heard of the sign, and the father believed it, it was... Exactly, so she She was, went by her, what her father said, right. too. Well, in that culture, too, it wasn't like today where girls go and date. Right, it's totally different. And pick who they want. Back then, it was whoever the parents told them. And they or, never had met before. And but she was true. going to go marry mm -hmm. into her family. It was her family. That is true. Probably she felt the pressure. The brother spoke up. Oh, I guess I don't want to You're going right because I'm tired go. of you being around here. <laughs> either go or stay here with this guy. <laughs> and she said, no, I'll go right now with you. But yes, I'll go. But bring it to, to our personal things. Whenever we know this is the Lord's will, we just need to do it, guys. There is no much to, to think about it. Just yeah. do it. Just do it. And y'all have all heard me talk about that story when I should have obeyed the voice of God. And it's when this little one had either been fallen or kicking, kicked off the top of the bed. I, I still don't know what the right story is. <laughs> yeah. And um, God said, get in there. I just wanted to finish washing a dish. And the next thing I know, bam, and he's screaming. And I should have, I should have just did it, dropped the dish and gone. Yeah, here is another very interesting question. Why do you think we hesitate to do God's will when we know what is what we have to do? Why do you think we do that? I think we doubt that God's telling us to go do something or I will, but in my time. <laughs> now, see, I knew this was God. I right. knew without a shadow of a doubt, but I didn't understand quite the urgency. I knew that as soon as I washed that dish, I needed to be in there. And but when I look back, I now knew that now know that I should have just gone right then. It was a matter of seconds. Well, listen. And I just didn't think it was that you know, urgent. <laughs> Penny, Penny made a great statement here. You said, "I'll do it, but I'll do it in my time." And that's right. That is the that is the core of the hesitation. Yep. The thing is, we need to understand He is the Lord God, and we are His servants. We don't do it when we think; we do it when He says. It's just a matter of perspective. If you see yourself as a servant of the Lord, you don't hesitate; you just do it because He says so. So important. All right. And uh, to end, verse sixty. Who wants to read? Verse 60. While Rebecca was leaving, they said to her, Our sister, may you be the mother of millions of people, and may your descendants defeat their enemies and take their cities. Thank you, Zach. Here is where she received the blessing of her family. That is another great sign. That you is know, right. Not just one person, but everybody agrees, and they say, 
Yeah, that that makes sense. We we think we feel the same, and then they bless her. They bless her. Um, some of you probably had the experience of uh, receiving a blessing from your parents when you were young. Maybe you you actually were on your knees and your parents lay your, their hands on you and bless you. But not everybody. Not everybody. In fact, there are many, many families that they even don't know the importance of blessing their yeah. children. Right. You know, wh what is a blessing? A blessing is, of course, something that comes from God, right, initially. But the blessing, it is being imparted through words. Through words is the impartation of a blessing. Mm -hmm. And those words need to be spoken. You have to say those words. So let's, first of all, let's, let's get, let's put ourselves in a position of children, okay? Each one of us need to receive the blessing from our parents. Each one of us. If you have your parents alive and they never blessed you, you should talk to them about it and tell them, you know what, I would like you to bless me, mom, dad. What if you pray pray, and ask the Lord good things for me? Mm -hmm. Do you understand? That is the blessing. So you, yourselves, put yourself in a position of a child receiving the blessing from your parents. Now, not everybody has his parents or her parents alive. Some of some of us, our parents are gone. They are already in heaven, right? We don't have those parents. So if you feel that you would like to receive a blessing of that kind, you should feel comfortable. And I am speaking now to our viewers too. You should feel comfortable to ask your pastor to pray that blessing over your life, upon your life. Because we can do that for people as well. So the person comes in a position of re recipient, right? I'm going to receive a blessing. And then I go as a minister and I bless this person and I impart the blessing through words, right? You remember in a wedding that uh, the pastor gives a blessing to the couple, right? That, you see, that's the blessing. There are words being said, all right. Now... You, as parent, you should bless your children. You should do that as well. Mm -hmm. You take your kids, and you lay your hands on them, and then you say the blessings. Now, some of you are wondering, what kind of blessings do I say? What can I say to my kids? Well, everything that comes to mind that is good right. for them. Everything that you decide for your for your kids, you say that to them, and right? I've done it over my grandson every and time I've seen him. Correct. Before I get him back or say goodbye, put my hand on his head and I said, "I bless you today, and you're going to be healthy all the days of your life. You're going to live a good life. You're going to serve the Lord all the days right. of your life." Now, but here's something very crucial. Imagine there is a context of a family and they want to bless the kids, and they call the kids, be on your knees before me, I'm gonna bless you. 
That sounds very beautiful, right? Very nice. <clears throat> but imagine they, they say the prayer, so beautiful. They wrote the prayer if you want. <laughs> very, very nice done. But the next day, something happened. The kid breaks a glass, a special thing in the house. And the parent, that the night before said something so beautiful, now it's a gone <laughs> machine gun just saying horrible nasty things to that kid what could be the point all the blessings said the night before is just destroyed with all these curses because this parent that is crazy is just insulting the kid do you see that that's why the scripture tells us that we need to be careful with what we say and, uh, and I always encourage everybody, if you are upset, it's better if you extract yourself from wherever you are mm -hmm. and don't say anything, because later you will regret. And the Bible says, out of the mouth, blessing and cursing shall not be. No. We are... You do not bless we are, and then curse. We are called to bless. So you bless your children. You bless your house. You, you know, you can bless your house, you can bless your vehicle, you can bless things because you can speak blessings. Good things can happen when you speak those words by faith in the name of Jesus, right? But you need to keep in the same page in a very consistent way, you see? Because that makes sense. Now imagine there is a supervisor and tells the employee, Oh, I'm proud of you. You're doing great. But they, this employee makes a mistake. And then in the afternoon, this supervisor is calling him names. And then the next day, well, you did great. And the following day, oh, what, what's wrong with you? And then calling him names again. That lack of consistency just messes everything up. And that is not what the Lord wants us to, to do. He wants consistency. We need to be consistent in what we are saying all the time, right? Especially with kids, particularly with kids, because they are like a sponge. They absorb, they absorb all that. So what we need to do is always telling them good things. Yes, we say the blessing in the ceremonial way that I told you, that's fine. But that has to be supported by a consistent way of speaking and with that we are going to finish this story we thank you so much for being here guys and to our viewers we say good night and uh, many blessings see you next week Ciao.